Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, it's Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Zig Ziglar said, you will be the same person you are today in five years' time, except for the books you read and the people you meet. Well, today on Talking Trading, we hear from Louise Bedford and star accountant Jason Cunningham on networking secrets of the wealthy and the power of meeting people face-to-face to grow not only your connections your wealth. I know when I work from home, either trading or podcasting and interviewing, I can feel very isolated because I'm in a vacuum. And it's in these times that I find the importance of networks and talking to people critical. Jason and Louise are two brilliant networkers with a gift of bringing people together. So today they discuss how do you work out which events will feed your knowledge bank and your passion. But first, let's hear from Chris Tate in a little trading on which books he recommends for beginner traders. And CT's question for today is, which books are ideal for the beginner trader? Uh, It's a really good question. Uh, It's funny because I I actually dug out a, a book I've had in my library for years by... This morning, a gentleman called Robert Rotella, it's actually sitting beside me, called The Elements of Successful Trading, which is a brilliant book. It's really, really good. And Rotella is a money manager. Once you get past the basics of how markets work, how trends work and the like, all books tend to become irrelevant because they repeat themselves. So once you've worked your way through something like charting secrets, trading secrets, and you've got that down... You understand how trends work, how money management works and the like. The books that become important are non-trading books. And the best books on trading are non-trading books. The books I recommend to our mentor program have nothing to do with trading. They're things like Adapt by Tim Harford about adaptability as a survival skill. Uh, Sync by Stephen Strogatz, a mathematician who talks about how natural systems work. All sorts of bibs and bobs and... One of our favourites, An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth by Chris Hatfield. None of them are trading-related books. They're more books about how people succeed, how important adaptability is, how you understand the world as natural systems. And markets are people who become a natural system. Once you've got that worked out, then you're starting to get a handle on the big picture. I'm Dr. Harry Stanton. I'm the author of Let the Trade Winds Flow, and I listen to Talking Trading.
If you've been hiding behind your computer and you haven't been out to meet people professionally for quite a while, then this segment is for you. The thing is, being a trader or a business owner can be horribly isolating. It can feel like you're working in a vacuum, generating so many of your own ideas and putting out your neck without support. It can be very tricky. So what should you do? How do you work out which events are worth attending that will feed not only your knowledge bank, but also your passion? I have cornered my accountant, my darling Jason Cunningham, to talk about the importance of this issue. Jason is the founder of thepractice.com.au, but he's also a TV and radio personality and an accounting entrepreneur. I call him my accounting rock star. Everyone's time is limited. Often to go to a networking event, there are 500 things you have to organise. There are flights, childcare, somebody to look after everything when you're not there. But there's nothing quite like getting out of the door and talking to real people. I know we get used to using social media and using online events, but for the purposes of this interview, I'd like to talk about face-to-face networking. Jason, welcome to the show. How do you know what events are worthwhile attending? Hey, Louise. Thanks for having me. I guess for mine, uh, one of the things that I've learned in business is typically it's all about experience and not opinion. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I'm fortunate enough, as you mentioned or alluded to earlier, that I I work a little bit in the media and I get to see that a lot of people have got an opinion. And what I've learned is that someone's opinion of me is none of my business, it's theirs. And so when I look at, I get uh, a lot of events come past my desk. When I look at what event is it that I want to go to, for me, I want to go to the event where it's run by like-minded people. And when there's going to be people like myself that I can learn from, they're going to be at that event. I think it was Zig Ziglar, Louise, who once said, you'd be the same person you are today in five years' time, except for the books you read and the people you meet. And so for me, I want to surround myself with like-minded business owners or entrepreneurs where I can learn something from them. So where I can be in a room where there's, you know, we're all on the same page, Louise, where there's synergy so that the whole becomes greater than the sum of the parts. Mm, I agree. I think there are a few ways to look at networking. There's networking for clients and there's Mm. networking for powerful connections. But also there's something really magical about meeting people at face-to-face events. A lot of the members of our mentor program first saw us present at a small event or maybe at like a one-day course to check us out and to see if they'd relate with us. I think that's also valid. You get involved in a small way but with the view to doing something more expansive later and I think a lot of events are to do with support support from people running the function but also support from people in the room who are just like you just like you said Jason the same shared values if you can invest in yourself and if you can afford it I always recommend that you pay for an event and pay well because the caliber of the people in the room and the caliber of the content goes up the higher the ticket price. I know it's just human nature. We tend to value that which we pay the most for. But I remember going to so many free and really cheap events and lining up outside in a conga line to get into the room and everything was a blur of people and shoving business cards in my face. And instead of targeted introductions and deep conversations, I was really just being bombarded. And that's not going to be what most talking trading listeners need. 
Yeah, maybe you can tell us a bit more about your impression with that, Jay. Yeah, look, you're exactly right. You touched on a a couple of really good points. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit off tangent here. Um, one of the reasons, and I've spoken about this with Chris Tate a lot. One of the reasons why I fly business class, um, and I don't always pay for business class. I use the points to upgrade. I, I buy a flexi ticket and upgrade. But it's because of the people you meet in business class, not only in the lounge, but the people that you fly with. And I really do get that. You do get what you pay for. And I think this, even though it's a, it's a crazy little analogy, if you like, there's a, a different type of person sitting in business class. Now, I hope that I'm not coming across as elitist, but I, there, are another, there are other business owners that you're sitting next to. And I'm the same with you. When, you. when someone advertises a free event, all I know is, there might be a little bit of content, but I know there's going to be a sale there. Mm. So the sale's coming, so I'm, I'm prepared for that. But those events that are the higher ticket price um, and, and, and you pay more, you can expect to get a better quality attendee. And, and you mentioned at the start, is it networking for clients or is it networking to make connections? I think it's both. And I think if you can take away one or two things and one or two connections from an event that are, that are really deep and you can get a lot out of it, and for mine, it's definitely been worth it, definitely. And I always think that people don't emphasise the importance of continuous professional development. You know, even if you just meet one brilliant contact or if you get one brilliant idea, it is worth getting up out of your, your chair to get out of the house and to mm. come along. And sometimes, you know, when I've been to events, sometimes it can just take one person or one idea and it can change the trajectory of your future forever. That's the way I actually felt at one of your functions that I came to in Fiji, Jason. I love that event. I still flash back to some of the concepts that we talked about. There was a particular person I met in the room there, and he really challenged me, and it was just so broadening. I think that sometimes these things shouldn't really come from within our own industry. Often creativity comes from another source, and sometimes I find those industry functions that you get used to attending from your job, for example, it can actually just be stifling. What we're talking about here is something to broaden your mind, something to inspire passion and to give you connections that can last. So Jay, what are your top three tips for making the most of a big event? Yeah, okay. All right. Thanks, Lou. Uh, the first one, uh, and Chris Tate's not going to like this, but about eight or nine years ago, I went to see Tony Robbins and I bought a ticket on the floor. And as I got to Tony Robbins, and I know what Chris thinks about Tony Robbins, but I went there for a couple of reasons to, um, to break through some of the challenges that I had, but also to see how a world class presenter presents. And when I got there, there was a lot of evangelistic people clapping and hugging me. And I walked in and I walked straight out, right? Uh, and I rang my wife and she said, Jay, you're flying to Sydney. You might as well get back in there and give it all you've got. So my first point, and I did that. So my first point is leave all your inhibitions at the door. When you go to the event, if, you, if you're going to go to an event, give it a real crack and give it everything that you've got because you've taken the time out of your day and out of your life to get there uh, and then you're going to spend the time there. Give it every single thing that you can. And I did that at Tony Robbins and the two things that I wanted to get out of that event, I got it. Number two, I think you've got to translate your learnings into action. So the last thing you want to do, I mentioned point number one, leave your inhibitions at the door. Number two, make sure the things that you want to deliver on, uh, the, the changes you want to make in your life, don't leave them in the room. Take them home with you. Mm. And, and number three, 
make sure you're held accountable. Now, there's two types of accountability. The first is that whole self-imposed accountability. I'm going to achieve this by this date, and this is how I'm going to do it. The second component or a subsection of that is to get somebody else, a mentor, a coach, a peer, an advisor, someone that you look up to, get somebody else to hold you to account. So they're my top three. I love that. One of the things I've struggled with before is small talk. You know, I value depth of conversation, but I've got a little um, handy hint here. It's called form and it's each word is related to the letter of the mm-hmm. word form. So mm-hmm. family, occupation, recreation and money. And I think of that Ooh. all the time when I'm trying to make those beginner type of small talk entree into something that could be of depth. So I talk about their family, I talk about their occupation, I talk about the things they like to do with their spare time, their recreation, and their money or their motivation. And I think that can really help. So I know Chris Tate and I try to attend at least one higher level function um, a year, but usually we get to two and Mm. it keeps us on the cutting edge it gives us time away to just think and I think that can be so valuable too so I've had to think about my top three tips they're a little different from yours Jay the first one is (laughs) don't rely on the event food bring a snack in your bag yeah good one (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you can be a bit surprised at what is served out and you might not recognize it um so yeah bring bring it like a muesli bar or something like a little yogurt in your bag so you don't starve you know can i just jump in there you know what i always do i always you know when they've got dietary requirements i always put down dietary requirements and say yes i have got dietary requirements and i list what it is that you know um, I'm chasing, and then you get the choice of two meals, Louise. Yeah. It's a little too, right? So they bring out the dietary, you know, the gluten free or whatever. You go, yeah, that looks good. No, it doesn't. I'll just go back to the normal food. Oh my so. gosh, that's genius! I love that. <laughs> uh, number two, I I try to think that people are there to connect. So I try to put my nerves aside and I do it on a goal-based system. I aim to meet three new people per day. So if it's a three-day event, you meet three the first, three the second, three the third. And that way you can really say, okay, I've done it. I feel a sense of achievement. I'll tick that off. And number three is remember to follow up. Set aside some time to implement what you've learned. Aim to get some tiny miniature action tasks that you can diarize. And if possible, share your goal with somebody who will hold you accountable. I think accountability is so important, just the way you said, Jason. Mm. I've also noticed that with free or low ticket price events everyone is so full of ego they rave about their accomplishments and oh my god you just want to vomit so often i find that the higher ticket items that you can invest in because you're investing in yourself here the people there have less ego they have more heart and there's less fluff so there's more content so set the intention that you're going to attend some incredible events over the coming 12 months if you don't plan for it if you don't put it out there as an intention you will be stuck at home continuing to be uninspired so what about you louise what do you have coming up 
Well, we're currently in the ramp up for our mentor program opening for bookings. It rates us as the number one trading mentor program in the world. So that is quite an honor. And as you know, Jason, our repeat for free mentor program teaches you how to trade every instrument over every time frame, but where it's your own trading plan. So mm. to get involved, you need to register at tradinggame.com.au slash priority. Now that page again, tradinggame.com.au slash priority. Because what that will do is register you for priority notification and then we're going to be giving away a whole heap of free goodies into everybody registered for priority notification and they will get first dibs on getting into the mentor program. So it has been fantastic speaking with you, Jason. Have a lovely day. You too, Louise. Thanks again. I hope you enjoyed Networking Secrets of the Wealthy. Stay tuned for next week's episode because we have a treat with one of Louise's and my favorite guests, Jeremy Newsom from Real Life Trading over in Nashville. Louise and I secretly call Jeremy the bomb. You'll love his energy. See you next week. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.